Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast. And especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. I'm Jonathan Messenger, and with me, as always, is... A Fankirk. A Fankirk? Yep, it's a robot armchair that knows everything about the universe. A robot armchair? Yep, and it reclines. Okay, so a robot armchair... That reclines. Right. That reclines, and it knows everything there is to know in the universe? Yes. It's omniscient. Okay, and then what? What do you mean? Well, alright, this is your submission to Character Club, right? If this is an armchair, even one that reclines, and it knows everything in the universe, what does it do? <laughs> it reclines, Jonathan. That's super comfy. Yeah, but my point is that if there's a fan Kirk and it knows everything there is to know, but all it can do is recline. All it can do, reclining, is like a superpower. Okay, no. Omniscience is a superpower. Knowing everything is a superpower. Reclining is just when a chair tips back but doesn't fall over. Yeah, like I said, superpower. What is your point, Jonathan? My point is that if it's a chair that knows everything, it can do anything with that knowledge, anything in the whole universe. But all it does is just recline and do nothing. Do nothing, Jonathan. It reclines. You know what? Forget it. I'm mad at you. Why are you mad at me? Because you didn't even introduce me yet. Oh, that's because you were talking about reclining all-knowing shit. Okay, fine. Hi, everybody. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Bebop Robobogo Wanatron, who is constantly coming up with terrible ideas for characters for this show. Jonathan, this is so embarrassing for you, but you mispronounced terrible. It's actually pronounced awesome. All right, all right. Let's just get started, shall we? If you remember what happened on the last episode of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, our hero Finn was on the Marlow in its early days, 
and the battery that powered the station was on the fritz. Oh, and one minor fact, Bunce's kid, Juliana, can see or talk to Finn, and Juliana just told Finn that she's the reason he's back in the past. Minor detail. All right, so what happens next on the Alien Avengers of Finn Caspian, Season 6, Episode 3, Splish Splash. Am I really from the future? said Finn. Yeah, said Juliana. Oh, said Finn. Weird. Wait, what? Come on, said Juliana. Let's talk somewhere where it doesn't look like I'm talking to myself. Juliana squeezed between the grown-ups and made her way out the door. Finn didn't have to squeeze. He just floated right through all the big bodies. Sorry, Mrs. Yamada, he said as he went through the lead programmer on the station. Out in the hall, Juliana turned and smiled. I can't believe you're here, she said. I can't believe it worked. I mean, I thought I could do it, but I couldn't tell anyone what I was doing, so I wasn't sure if I was right or if I was crazy, but I was right. Yes! Finn couldn't help but smile back at her. She had a confidence that reminded him of Abigail. She turned and began walking up the hallway. Let's talk in my compartment, she said. Eventually, she came to a door, opened it, and went inside. Her compartment looked just like Finn's had. Same furniture, same setup, same decoration as every other compartment on the Marlowe. Juliana sat down on the small couch and put her head in her hands. I just can't believe this worked, she said. I knew that if I... Well, it doesn't matter. You're here. Sort of, said Finn, sitting down on the cushy chair across from the couch. I mean, no one but you can see or hear me, so it doesn't feel like I'm actually here. Yeah, said Juliana. Finn waited for her to say more, but she didn't. She just sat there, looking at him and smiling. She seemed nice, but Finn was getting anxious to know what was happening. You probably have a billion questions, said Juliana. <laughs> yeah, said Finn. Like, A, what year is it? B, is this real? C, am I a ghost? D, how did you transport me? E, why can only you see and hear me? F, what's up with that battery down there? G, why is Bunce, sorry, your dad, talking about my mom like that? H, do you know magic? I, am I really, really even here? J, like, why does the door open and why can I sit on this couch but I can pass right through people? K, does this make any sense? L, and if I'm only partially here, does that mean I'm still partially in my old life in the future? M, did I suddenly go invisible there too? N, or am I living in that time period and this time period at the same time? O, and if so, how is that even possible? P, how do I know I'm even making good decisions in my own time? Q, do I have like half a brain here and half a brain there? R, is that why I'm so confused? S, why are you laughing? Okay, said Juliana. When I said you probably have a billion questions, I didn't mean that literally. Can we just start with one question? One question. Mm, okay, said Finn. Here's one question for you to answer. Can you answer all of my other questions? 
<laughs> okay, said Juliana. I'll do my best. Here goes. A, it's 18 years before the time you were living in. B, it is real. C, you are not a ghost. D, I use the little magic. E, because you're a part of me. F, the battery is overheating. G, my dad thinks it's your mom's fault. H, I do know magic. I, you are sort of really here. J, the door opens because you are a part of me. What letter are we on again? Oh yeah, K, it does make sense. L, I don't know what's happening in your old life, which is really more like your next life if you think about it. M, I doubt you went invisible. N, you're probably still alive over there. Oh, it's possible because magic is real. P, your decisions are your business. Q, you seem like you have a whole brain to me. R, you're confused because it's all confusing. And S, I am laughing because you should see the look on your face right now. <laughs> wow, said Finn. That was pretty good. Look, said Juliana, the Marlow is in a lot of trouble. We're on our maiden voyage, you could say. We're still brand new, and the battery is overheating, and honestly, I think my dad is just blaming your mom because he's still upset that he isn't captain, and she is. But the Marlow is in very real danger. Okay, so what does that have to do with me? Said Finn. I know this is going to sound weird, but I've always been able to see the future, said Juliana. And a couple days ago, I was listening to your mom give a speech in the Great Hall right before dinner, and I could see you, you and a few other kids, all in the Great Hall, too. You were talking about visiting some planet and all this crazy stuff that happened there, like it was a living planet that you went inside or something? Yeah, that's Saffrite, said Finn. It was one big alien that was also a planet and eight other planets. It was nuts. It sounded so fun, said Juliana. But I was also impressed by what you guys were talking about. That you were able to save an entire planet. So you brought me back here to help with what's going on? Yeah, said Juliana. I didn't know if I could do it, but it seemed like if I could see the future, maybe I could grab it too. All right, said Finn, standing up. All of this is really weird, and you said I was part of you, which is also really weird, and I want to come back to that later, but it seems like we don't have a lot of time to keep chatting, right? Let's get to work. What can I do? Well, I assume because you've been to other planets, you know how to fly an explorer pod, right? Said Juliana. Yeah, I'm not the main pilot, but I know how it works, said Finn. Great, said Juliana. Suit up. We have a trip to take. Finn sat in the captain's chair of an explorer pod, marveling at how new everything looked. Oh man, in our pod, the plastic around the throttle here is all worn away from everybody gripping it so tight. And the cushioning on this chair is completely flattened. And oh, that button over there, that ejects trash from the bottom. On our pod, that button sticks because Vale puked on it one time. Finn dislodged the pod from the Marlow and eased it away from the space station, quietly piloting it into space. My dad is going to freak out once he realizes we've stolen an explorer pod, said Juliana. Don't worry, we do it all the time, said Finn. He accelerated the pod away from the Marlow and toward the planet Juliana had identified. It was on the edge of the galaxy they currently occupied. Why are we going to this one again? said Finn. 
honestly, it's so far out there, it's probably just a giant ball of ice. Exactly, said Juliana. The battery is overheating, right? So I think that if we can get some of the ice from that planet, we might be able to cool it down, at least for now. Seems straightforward enough, said Finn. Did you tell your dad your idea? Yeah, she said. But getting a grown-up to listen to me and take my ideas seriously? It's slightly harder than... I, I don't know. Finn smiled. Slightly harder than conjuring some intradimensional magic and summoning a kid from the future to help? Exactly, said Juliana. After a while, Juliana fell asleep, but Finn kept piloting the pod. He didn't feel the least bit tired. He wondered if future Finn was sleeping now, and that's why he didn't need to sleep. But thinking about that for too long made his brain hurt, so he stopped. He also stopped because he crashed the explorer pod. The pod landed on the ice planet. Only Finn had been wrong about the ice. It wasn't an ice planet at all. As far as he could see, it was all water. What, what happened? said Juliana, waking up. The planet, said Finn. I don't know what happened, but we were getting close, and then all of a sudden we just plunged down, landed like a beach ball in the ocean. They both scrambled to the windshield and looked out. The pod bobbed in the water for a moment, and then it began to sink. Oh no, said Juliana. This thing doesn't float. It should, said Finn, but there's something weird about this planet. It must have crazy gravity. It's like it's pulling us underwater. The explorer pod was now completely submerged, surrounded by water. Finn turned on its lights, and as far as he and Juliana could see, there were no animals, nothing in the water with them. Wait, over there, said Juliana. Seaweed. It looks like it's rising toward the surface. See if maybe you can get the pod over there. We can ride those weeds to the surface. Finn nudged the throttle, and the pod slowly pushed through the water, which was as thick as molasses. Before they could get to where the seaweed rose, a crack formed in the explorer pod glass. Teeny tiny, but they both heard and saw it. Uh-oh, said Finn. The crack lengthened a bit, and another formed. We need to get out of here before this whole pod floods, said Finn. Water began dribbling into the pod. Finn, you know how you asked me a billion questions and I answered all of them, said Juliana, staring at the cracks in the glass? The seaweed now was enveloping the explorer pod. Yeah, said Finn. Some of the weeds began to work their way into the pod, covering the inside of the glass like vines. Well, there's one thing you didn't ask me, she said, that I think you probably should have, or at least I should tell you. Hold on, said Finn. He reached up and grabbed one of the vines, yanking it away from the glass and ripping the seaweed. Ow! Said the seaweed. Oh, come on. Talking plants, said Finn. All right, I am here with my son and editor, Young Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. Hello. You know, last episode, there was one ingredient missing, and it was the 
fact that you did not say hi, hi, hello is my fault. I did not say say hi to everybody, but I feel like we broke like a hundred episode streak. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Griff. So tell me, what did you think of that episode? Mm, so, so. So, so. Ouch. Ouch. Let me take the knife out. Why? Why? So, so. Uh, eh, I don't know. Also, I was just joking. You were just joking? Yep. Okay, all right, good. Great. <laughs> all right, thanks. Um, do you have any questions for me? Um, like, uh, is Bunce's daughter, is she in the future or not? You mean, is she there with Finn and everybody in the regular storyline? Yeah. We haven't seen her, right? Yeah. So she, mm-hmm. she probably isn't in that storyline, right? Yeah. That timeline. Do you have any questions about that? Did the vines, like... Destroyed a pile and she drowned. Oh well, that would be sad, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. Well, I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. That's what. What's the word? A spoiler. What's what? I'm sorry. Say that again. Spoiler. Yeah, that's right. It's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to say what happens in the next episode, but I don't think Juliana is going to go down in the third episode of the season. Yeah. Do you have any questions about what Juliana told Finn? Mm, not really. That all just made perfect sense to you? Not really. <laughs> One thing I'm wondering is, is she telling the truth? Yeah, that's a good question. Is Juliana telling the truth? And, you know, in stories, a lot of times you have, uh, if it's a narrator or a character, you, if it's a narrator, you call them an unreliable narrator. I might be an unreliable narrator sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes a character, you can't always trust everything they say, right? Right. And Finn kind of has to trust her because she's the only one that can talk to him right now. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that everything she says to him is 100% true, right? Yeah. But I guess we'll find out as the season goes on. Yeah. All right, Griff. Any other questions? Nope. All right. Then you know what time it is. Art time. Art time. All right. I want to say thank you to Dexter, who's five from Oakland. Adeline, who's seven from Vancouver, Canada. Tycho from Toronto, Canada, Anson, who's seven from Herndon, Virginia, Eli, who's seven from Plymouth in Minnesota, Josiah, who's nine from Turkey, Oliver from Mount Pleasant, Michigan, Asher, who's six, and Miles, who's four from Glendale, California, Dylan, who's five, and Sam, who's seven from Oakland, California, Hudson, who's five from Leeds, Massachusetts, Seb, who's eight from Bridgetown in Western Australia, our pal Layla, who is seven, Landon, who is nine, from Cedar City, Utah, and Harley from Woodstock, Georgia. All right. Thank you all so much for all that amazing art. And now, Griff, should we listen to some jokes? Jokes. All right. We got a joke from Harley now. Harley, take it away. Hi, my name's Harley. I'm from Woodstock, Georgia, and this is my joke. Where do Pi likes to exercise? At the PyMCA. I hope you like my joke. I love your podcast. Bye. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much, Harley. And now our pal Amy from California has a joke. Hi, my name's Amy. I'm from Orange, California. What do aliens like to eat for breakfast? A astronaut donut. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, Harley and Amy, for those amazing jokes. All right. Well, then, without further ado, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> All right. Bye, 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 everybody.
right, thanks for coming back and having some more fun with us this week. I want to give a shout out to Christina from Plymouth, Massachusetts for the character club idea of a talking plant. So thank you so much, Christina from Plymouth, Massachusetts for that idea. Feel free to send in more character club ideas. We're going to try to fill this season with your characters. And thank you so much for your art and your jokes. Keep them coming. The Alien Adventures of Fincast is a Gen Z Kids production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Emerson Messenger is our intern. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the whole multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. And for more great shows for your whole family, go to bestrobotever.com. To support our show and help us make more shows, go to patreon.com slash fincaspian. And we will see you next week. Okay, I don't have a name for this one, but it's a karate kicking gummy bear. I mean, that's, that's gold, right? Karate kicking gummy bear. Even Jonathan couldn't find anything bad about that one. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.